Walt, I've been on an elegant walk through the town where my internship is taking place. Let's rock. Let's rock today. Now do it to me. Let's rock. Let's rock today. That's good. You kiss your dad on the mouth? Yeah, there's that nefarious evil sorcerer Moongrass. This shit straight out of K-Lid. This shit is what shot Tupac. Larry, stop pointing that fucking gun in my dad! Later on in the evening, took the silver ball and played some video games or something. She'd act like she wasn't having a good time. I said, bitch, you ain't no nerd. Banks wants to empty the banks, fill our streets with banks, and run a bank-making operation out of his banks. But dad, aren't some of those banks? Shut up! Shut the fuck up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! Shut up! Greetings and salutations, CP fans. It is Steven, a.k.a. Mr. Steven, a.k.a. Mr. Dream, a.k.a. at MRDream916, Instagram, Twitter, Yahoo Ligans. With me today, as always, my co-host, my compatriot. What the fuck is up? I'm Cameron. <laughs> you could see me at Chaotic Cameron Pod on Twitter or uh, Driz5 on Instagram. and Or you could just see me in the streets as Winning Time. Yeah. Both in the fantasy football league or on the sticks and melee. That's what's up. How was your fantasy this week, Mr. Cameron? Fucking crushed. You know, uh, I fended off someone putting uh, Jamar Chase putting up fifty five on me, mm-hmm. and I was with you know you were there with Cade, and Cade was like, "Yeah, that's not gonna happen." Like, watch it fucking happen, bro. Jamar Chase is gonna get fifty five, and be able to to squish somebody's fifty bomb is pretty nice. It was really enjoyable. Considering it was the first time meeting your brother, our producer Cade, it was really enjoyable to see your guys' dynamic, especially when it comes to like something you both love, like just sitting around on your asses, being being fed by Graham all day, oh, just yeah. watching football and just chilling. It was a good time up there. Oh, it's the best. And that was just our life from like four to 13 years old. And then she moved up to paradise. And then her house burned down. Yeah, cause she, she was in that paradise. And then uh, she's got a cute spot now, though. I really like I really like that home. It feels very I mean, if you had told me she'd been there for a decade, I'd believe you, you know. Yeah, no, she she made it hers real quick. Uh, yeah, it's nice. And I, even without the football, I've been visiting her uh, like every two weeks for the last like three years now. So it's been nice just being uh, the only one of her grandchildren who could like see her regularly. Like she see, uh, you know, her son, my dad, quite like I think once a week, but. To have like a grandchild be able to see you a lot is probably like so much when you're over seventy years old. Yeah, and we're talking like full spread here. Like I, I come in, she's already she made sure that I I was taken care of. She had reached out beforehand and said, Well, what kind of snacks does Steven want? So she had the peanut butter pretzels on deck. There were Twix, there were uh chips and salsa. We had like seven different types of dessert already out at like ten AM. So if you were hungry she was gonna make sure you could eat, and that was that was really awesome. New one for that was just for you, apparently, because she hasn't done this before. Was the Texas toast? Oh, really? Yeah, Texas toast was new, and it was warm welcome. Yeah, that was wonderful. Uh, we talked about this briefly before the podcast, but I do have to, you know, address the elephant in the room. Uh, Cameron, you had something you wanted to say. Oh yeah, 
this fucking sucks to be a Dodgers fan, am I right? Like, Jesus, right now it's the fifth, the fifth inning, game three. You're looking at 4-0. and oh. Fucking good luck, Dave Roberts, ex- fucking explaining this one. <laughs> um, we did talk briefly about uh, Palestine and Israel. Uh, all I'll say is free Palestine. And if you haven't uh, been paying any attention to that uh, conflict prior to this week, uh, shut the fuck up. That's about yeah. it. <laughs> I'm there. I mean, I mean, again, I'm for like people who have a platform to be like, you know, free Palestine and like try to address people like the accuracies of that function. But generally, it being the only thing on my timeline is pretty sad. Do you remember Blackout Tuesday? Was that the fucking thing where like Trump won the election and everything just posted a black square? That was. <laughs> That's funny that you've conflated these in your mind. <laughs> no, that was in June of 2020 when people were showing solidarity with um, black businesses, the Floyd uprising. Gotcha. Okay. And, yes, and uh, a lot of white liberals went to their social media platforms and used hashtags like BLM and hashtag Black Lives Matter during a time when it was very critical to get information out to people as far as how to stay safe you know while being on the streets and they basically did a real blackout on being able to use social media in any real way for about an entire 24 hours because of just the so this reminds me of that it's like hey here's this thing we haven't paid attention to for a long time and now we feel guilty about it so we need to talk about it but we don't really know how to talk about it so we just use a bunch of hashtags and basically just muddy the waters so to speak uh as far as any real information getting out i will say if you haven't paid attention to any of this stuff abby martin i think she's just at abby martin on twitter a b b y m a r t i n uh she did a documentary a few years back called gaza fights for freedom um highly recommend that i'm sure it can be you know found on youtube or something similar i i watched it on uh, means.tv which is a cool like leftist like education and like entertainment platform but yeah if all you're getting your fucking news from is still msnbc and fox news maybe don't listen to the the mouthpiece of the empire uh for this one because israel buys a lot of our weapons that we manufacture in this country so it's in our best interest to to keep being on the side of the state of israel but yeah fuck the dodgers fuck la yeah yeah <laughs> So I've actually taken some notes here, Mr. Cameron. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was not one of my names that I introduced myself. Sorry, as. winning time, winning time. Yeah, there we go. Because uh, I was, you know, I was a little high and a little hypomanic last week, so the thoughts were coming fast and furious. How about the first time you talked to a real girl on the internet? On the internet. On the internet. I mean, I because again, I do a lot of my shit in person like from you know high school and on uh-huh. but the only internet one was uh this girl named iris and then insert the iris song by google dolls um <laughs> but uh, wait how's that one go oh i'm not gonna do it off top. you'll they'll hear it um anyway so uh her i met through i forget which of the million i know it wasn't tinder or bumble it was some other one it was blue fucking i don't know um i'm sure that helps a lot but anyway she we 
uh, met, and she lived. It was really weird. She lived in just like, like a almost like a community thing already. Like, and she was like also eighteen years old, but like no parents. Lived in like almost like trailer park like type thing. I don't know. There's a bunch of gates around it when I went to pick her up. Whenever, but oh, you did meet up with this person. Yeah, this wasn't just online. Okay. Yeah, we matched online. Then I, you know, I had a car, so took advantage of that. Went out and saw her a couple times. We went to like uh, restaurants a couple times, and then I remember going to Sunsplash. But then all it was leading up to was uh, a concert for you. Familiar with uh, Breaking Benjamin? <laughs> I'll follow you. You follow me. Breaking Benjamin. As a quick aside, uh, they have a song. Yes, I am familiar with Breaking Benjamin. Breaking, Breaking Benjamin, I worked out to a lot. It was like workout music for me in my early 20s. Um, anyways, go ahead. I'm going to remember the song I want to talk about. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, Blow there's Me Away on Halo 2. Is the one that's, <laughs> that, yeah. that what you heard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. I mean, Diary of Jane is like yes. the big one. Um, but yeah, Did you were saying. Like that? Like that. <laughs> yeah. These are all this is like an entire genre of music and style of music that's like when you're 13, 14, 15 years old and you're processing like you know a, a messy breakup or something for the first time. I feel like these are the bands that guys find. Yeah, the mid-aughts uh white trash butt rock is yeah. like pure pure great like 13, 14-year-old I'm working out for the first time stuff. <laughs> But anyway, you, she was really into them and just essentially used me for that concert. And then the next day, being in bed with me, and like, again, she's in bed with me. Next morning, after that concert, girls are like, yeah, I think I'm gay. I'm just like, what? Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Hell man. Yeah. <laughs> just, the, just like <laughs> the weirdest way to, to establish I used you for this concert. Man. I have a, there was a, I'll tell my, uh. My first online girl experience, but I had a a woman when I was in my early twenties. She was a few years older than me. Uh, I was one of my mom's nurses' students. Uh, she was here on like a work visa because she well she was a student and then she was because she was getting her her nursing degree, um, and then she was on a work visa, and we dated very briefly for like a summer, um, but it just you know she. She was a bad kisser. I think that was that was kind of like as soon as as soon as I recognized that, I was like, yeah, this is gonna work out long term. Um, but we had some fun just running around, and then like a year later, she reached out to me, and there was some light flirting or something, and then she said something about getting married, and I thought it was, I thought it was a bit, uh huh, because then she's like, oh, do you want to just go out like to Red Robin? And I was like, well. She's not going to propose to me. A classic marriage place. Yeah. <laughs> She's not going to propose to me over some steak fries. Um, but sure enough, we went out to Red Robin and like, I think we had it ordered at least. But but maybe before the meal got there, she's like, so what do you think about getting married? And I was like, uh, I'm like 23 years old. I was like, I thought that was a joke. She's like, no, I kind of need to get married to stay in the country. So I'm looking to, I'm looking to make this happen. And I remember asking like, I was like, are we like going to be like having sex or like, I don't think I was trying to sleep with her, but I was like, what is the, what is the thing? She's like, well, possibly, but that would only be if that was like real. I was like, okay. What the hell? I was at such a weird place in my life though. I think I was like 
failing out of community college. Like I could not, I could not for the fucking life of me pass biology 111 or whatever. Yeah. It's just because I could never make, I would make it to like three labs and then I would just be like, no, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. No, I mean like this week I'm currently still at Tech State and I'm, I'm in three classes, skip two of them this week. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. You got it. You, you know what you know and you, you know how to get through and, uh, figure it out. But I, uh, yeah, it just reminded me of that. But anyways, first time I met a girl online. Well, I've had the same like personal email since like 12 years old that my dad made for me. Yeah. Um and I remember signing up for the website Yahooligans. Did you ever hear about Yahooligans? Never. You know the website Yahoo? Yeah. So there was a thing in like the early aughts where like all these big, you know, uh, search engines and you know, websites and stuff, they had to have a kid-friendly version because that was like where the market was. We're going to make a, uh, a kid-friendly version of Yahoo. There was an AOL Kids, I'm sure. Uh, AOL is America Online if you're under the age of 30. Yeah, um. <laughs> I, got, I got that one. Okay. But I, just, like, I don't want to interrupt, but like, there's so many like stuff when I was like 12 that like, again, you were like 25 or whatever, but like... Uh, just like, like Pop Tropica or like some of these other just purely just tween websites for people to talk online on. Yeah, and I, th- I think that stuff all like, you know, I, I recognize that that stuff is still around. I think it was just more, um, it was being done like by the three websites that existed, and like Yahoo again, I just remember was one of the bigger. Ones. It was one of the, f- it was one of the five websites you could go on the internet to play games. I guess yeah. you know, it was like that Newgrounds and you know. Uh, shockwave or something. Yeah, you ever been to Shockwave? No, mine were addictinggames.com and Congregate. Oh yeah, Congregate. Yeah, that was a big one. Um, so I'm on Yahoo hooligans, and I don't think it was a specific chat. <laughs> I don't think it was a fan chat for Hoobastank, <laughs> but Hoobastank was <laughs> was the the subject of the day, and I remember talking to this gal, and I think. At some point, we just started reciting. Uh, they have their one of their songs. Their biggest songs is "The Reason," and we were just like doing the lyrics back and forth to each other in the chat. Yeah. Um, which then led to, of course, you know, getting in the DMs, or I think it was just like private email. Yeah. And I don't remember what I had said. I don't think I, there's no way it could have been anything too heinous, just considering where I was at in my life. But I remember getting an email that read something along the lines of, if you ever contact my daughter again, I will find you. Yeah, I got those two when I was early <laughs> on Tinder. Just like, yeah, it was like some, or like I was 18 and the person like said they were 18, but then it was, I got like a text from the same number uh, that was like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I don't, I, th- I think I stated maybe, maybe we just talked about this in private, but like, you shouldn't be allowed to be on dating apps at 18. It's too dangerous. Not for like even an age of consent point of view, just a fucking like, what the fuck are you doing at, you shouldn't have access to that many people at the age of 18. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah. Yeah. Fucking girl dad's fucking weird. And I've had to cut down an army of them. <laughs> like, and all really quickly too, just back to back to back to back. I remember my, so in, I dated a woman in high school or a girl in high school for like three years from like sophomore year, to like freshman year of college. 
I remember in that span of time, it was like three and a half years. I maybe talked to her dad twice. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Like the man, I mean, the man had like three or four other children currently under his roof. So he was busy, but he just was not a big talker. Um, And one of the few conversations we had, we were on the subject of um, food being cooked to completion or that was ready. And I remember he had some extremely lame anecdote about, burnt being called done when he was a kid like if it was burnt that meant it was finished and it was ready to eat i see and i don't i don't know it's a conversation that's hard to look back on because i don't know if that was him trying to find some common ground with the 16 year old that was banging his his daughter or if it was or if it was just a uh i'm also the awkward guy at work and this is the best conversation i can come up with Talking about Burt Hamburgers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, I would bring up some else of just, like, auger guy at work, but now too many people have been seen in this. You're all the awkward guy at work. Right, so I don't want to give any hints. All we do is talk shit about all of you behind your back. Yeah. Thank you for listening, CP fans. (laughs) But, like, the girl who I dated, you know, the most during high school was someone who was stepdad first of all bad mm. sign yeah. um but then every time would like want to greet me and do the classic shit of like just squeezing my hand as hard as he can like every handshake oh god and it's just like i'm not intimidated by this but yeah it hurts a little like that's so weird yeah it's just a weird like and he'd be like his mentality was like because like he talked to my mom once because you know that's how whatever 16 year old version of like serious or like seeing each other often enough mm-hmm. where he talked to my mom being like uh yeah well when you have a son you only have to worry about one penis when you have a girl you have to worry about infinite penises and I'm like oh my god yeah just well and then she that guy ended up cheating on that girl's mom anyway <laughs> and i'm just like i hate when yeah just when i could now it's not a hundred percent but I'm pretty good at sniffing out just someone who's like not worth anyone's time, just as a yes. scumbag. Yeah. Why are boomers so stupid, dude? I don't know. This person, though, I think was like, yeah, he's probably like six to seven years older than you. I think it's like, it's like a Gen Xer. Yeah. Like I doubt this guy was born in the seventies. I think it was still like early eighties, mid eighties for this guy. Weird. Yeah. I guess I guess if you're born in the eighties, you probably still if you manage to buy a home early enough, you probably still think that you're like you know pulled your pulled your bootstrap straps hard enough to get you to where you wanted to be, you know. That you just gotta work harder. That just leads you to down all dumb pathways of thought as far as like misogyny and all that kind of stuff. My boomer folks, it's like you know, I love them, but sometimes I'm just like, dude, you guys, what, what did we say in the group chat the other day? Oh, we started talking about vaccines. Yeah. And, you know, everybody in my family's vaccinated besides my brother. And I was just like, <laughs> they were, I think I st- stated how like a bunch of my friends were uh, either getting sick or had been sick and it knocked them out for about a week, friends and coworkers. Um, and, you know, I was just lucky to have, you know, my immune system or whatever. And, 
<laughs> my mom gave her a little anecdote or something like, uh, you know, I only hang out with people that are vaccinated or that have the same last name on their birth certificate or something like that (laughs) and and my brother my brother being the this excuse me i'm gonna let this one play out we'll stitch this back yeah It's like yeah, now the, I can hear it through the walls. <laughs> yeah, he's dying. Robert Owens. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh... <clears throat> my brother, uh... he posted some like three paragraph thing that was like. You know, half conspiracy theory. Fuck, I just, I totally lost my train of thought. We'll just cut it. Okay. Um, yeah. My, uh, Graham, who you met, when we visited her, uh, in paradise, and my stepmom came along, and we brought our dog, Troy, and Troy, I think also, like, my cousin's, uh, came up with their dog and Troy was just like you know humping the other dog as it does the other dog is also male dog and Graham just goes it's a faggot dog and <laughs> Shannon just flips out and like breaks down and cries hearing like Graham say that and really yeah why because like it just like you know it's how old is Graham? She, she is like seventy, yeah, over seventy. <laughs> like, what did you think she would say? Yeah, and she, and you know, Graham's just like, what? <laughs> like, this is just what we. There's no ill will. It's just what we said. Oh man, my grandma, rest in peace, Grandma Tinker. She could not understand. That you did not call people colored. That that was like not a thing. And she would be watching football on TV and referring to people that way and would just be like, Grandma, come on. Like, just, you, you don't have to. I, uh, yeah, it's weird. I mean, yeah, if it's a 20 year old, smack him in the mouth. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> if it's somebody that was like around that could like legally vote for, uh, you know, I don't know who the hell was president in the 60s. Eisenhower or something? Like, give them a break. Yeah. If, if they, if they you know, had uh, spouses in World War II. Yeah. You know? Or the Korean War. R.I.P. Spence. Yeah, there you go. Although, I guess... Well, He's still around. No, Spencer, no? Spencer's passed. Oh, okay. That's why he wasn't gotcha. there. Otherwise, he would have been there. Oh, okay. Gotcha, But, gotcha. yeah. Well, the thing that he got fucked by, you know, the government was... He, like, served in between Korea and Vietnam. So he was, like, you know, out on a boat for, like, four years. And uh, he, like, gets no, like, of, like, the wartime, whatever. So he's been, like, fucked his whole, like, like life pretty much at, for that. And then he just, uh, you know, moved away from 
his family to start a body shop, and he just became a body shop man for 40 years. Yeah. Yeah, because Graham mentioned, she said something that, I forget how she phrased it. She said something about, like, moving him into, like, an assisted living house or something, but she didn't phrase it. Or maybe she was just telling me what happened before he passed. That was essentially paradise was the assistant living. Just so, that some someone from a local hospital there is able to like come visit him easier than in Yuba City. Yeah, uh, Spence was uh, definitely the grandfather I was more closer to because uh, my mom's dad was the, the Mormon one. Who would need mm. everything rules while I'm under his house and all that. Mm. Whereas Spence would be on his hands and knees playing like Thomas trains with me until he couldn't yeah. be on his hands and knees anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have rules. Yeah, I never had the the true like grandpa relationship because uh, Grandpa Jack, my maternal grandfather, passed when I was like one or one and a half, lung, lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, dad's dad walked out when he was like 16. He just said, see ya. And my dad never really had a relationship after that. So, um, there have been a handful of times in my life where there's been like an older, an older guy around. Like we had a family friend, uh, friend of my dad's rather is, uh, uh, older guy that like, was a little bit of a grandfather type figure to me, but you know, it's, it's a type of relationship that I think I could have really benefited from growing up just having like an older yeah like solid male figure to like you know kind of model myself after yeah because i i think that's where you you kind of forget this as you get older but like you're just it's it's the whole meme of like going to the movie theater and like copying the personality of the protagonist or whatever like especially for younger kids that's a very real thing um yeah i just didn't have many men in my life growing up in that way. I had, I had a bunch of uncles that I <laughs> definitely did not want to emulate in any real sense whatsoever. Um, but Yeah, why don't we just... Uh, I mean, this is just another one of those, like, th- things that changed my mind for ages 13 as opposed to 23, where, like, I look at, you know, my my grandfather spends being like, oh, his life was, like, super challenging, but, like, also, like, inspiring, and he is, like, a true, like, guy to look up to and he's also just like more than me or my dad it was also just while also going through all these like male hardships of either wife walking out on him dad disrespecting his mom and all that like stuff he also was the most like empathetic of like between me and my dad and himself and like was the most like kind people person as well whereas and i'm just thinking about it like uh from because he was born in the 30s how many more generations that will like kids look at their grandfather as like truly great men of like almost like going through like tumultuous American times, unless you're like going like changing uh, like economic classes like during your lifetime, how much will like kids think of that with their grandfather? Yeah. I've already started talking with, I'll pretty openly talk with anyone that's like, okay. So if here, here's here's my hot take: if you're uh, crank and hog, you're old enough to know that all cops are bastards. Yes. <laughs> At that point, you have enough testosterone flowing through your system that I can be real with you about fuck the police, right? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, I had this kid today in our clinic who's constantly trying to get out of class. Uh, and I was uh, like ra- doing a really poor job of wrapping his knee. Um, and I was telling him, I was like, I've never really wrapped a knee before. I was like, I've taken some first aid classes, but they were more teaching me how to plug bullet wounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh. He's like, he's like, not really got bullet wounds at school. I was like, no, this is more for like when people were in the streets in 2020. And he was like, oh. You know, he would have been like 10 years old or something. So I don't know how much of that stuff kids really got exposed to. Probably depends on their house, right? Yeah. But. Uh, I got to teach a 13-year-old what a rubber bullet and less than lethal rounds were today, so that was fun. Just being like, yeah, this is what they use to like shoot protesters with when they're in the streets, um, and you're supposed to just be okay. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I was I woke up this morning feeling kind of anxious, brother. So I'm kind of in a dark place today. In, ca- in case you couldn't think, as you can follow. Well, speaking of anxiety levels, let me uh. Check on that Dodger score real quick. Yeah, get in there. I mean, because last I checked, it was on four for the Arizona D bags. Mm hmm. And still is at the top of the six. Let's fucking go. <laughs> um, I think I don't want to like go into like a huge like fucking advertising block, although maybe for some people, hey, this is the advertising block coming in. Um, there's t- too much. Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah, I think more somehow more than the other ones, maybe because like we associate it with kids stuff where like their specific like hammering down. That and like, you know, the BK Whopper song are like the most like just invasive fucking things. I hate when I hear children I mean, and I I get that this is was a large part of my childhood as well. But the fact that like the sayings and essentially like the, the 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 spiritual hymns that children will repeat to themselves are like burger advertisements. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was that, <laughs> and then there was um, oh, there was one like horror game that even like the second graders were like obsessed with like a year ago, but it's just like I know people know what I'm talking about, but had... Amogus? No, 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 like a horror game where it's like you get. You play tag or like you get hugged or something by something with like googly eyes and like bit giant fake lips. Oh, it's the the Five Nights at Freddy's adjacent. Yeah, it's like a it's like a big spider monster. Yes, yes. But like they were like they would quote Freddy Faz. But no, no, because no, that's also that's the Five Night. Yeah, I whatever. But like it's that fucking thing. Yeah. Like playtime, whatever. Something. Poppy's there. Playtime. You go. Yeah. Teamwork. That's what this is. Well, they they have like uh they have like stuffies that are Poppy's playtime. Yeah. Yeah. I think that stuff's cool, though. I think because it introduces kids. You have to teach kids how to deal with fear as well. And I think that's where a lot of parents fall short because they want to protect their kids so much. Granted, a lot of people live in very, like, fear-driven households. So you kind of learn it naturally at some point. But I don't know. I, I kind of wish I was exposed, not to, like, horror stuff. But I think there does need to be more... Um, scary stuff for kids i I think that was the case in the 80s right with a lot of like muppet stuff yeah. and different things but um or i should say jim henson stuff but um yeah yeah um, what's that there's that uh there's that horse dying in that swamp you know what i'm talking about
Oh yes, it's um uh never ending story. Yeah. Right? I was not a never ending story kid. That that those even though those movies are as old as me. Mm-hmm. Um I just never caught them or they were never on TV or I I just see a big flying dog. I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." And then <laughs> flip the channel. Um but I read about that horse scene and that horse dying the other day. I was like, I can't believe this was in a movie. No, like, no, like, <laughs> that's extremely traumatic. Like my mom loves that movie and like always yeah. cries when that horse dies. Uh, it's but it's weird when you're a kid, like what will set you off or just what like each individual brain will find like disturbing where like uh like when I uh when I was three or four years old, I think whatever. Um I was watching the first Harry Potter movie, or maybe the second Harry Potter movie, and there's a moment where, like, uh, someone's arm gets broken and just becomes noodly because, like, they did some sort of spell where just, like, no bones or whatever. And my dad will always say, like, as a three-year-old, as I'm, like, eating Top Ramen, I went, that's not good. And then I went and threw up in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Just immediately nauseous. Yeah. I just go pale, say that's not good, and go throw up. (laughs) You know what made me run around, run away from the dinner table? It was uh, <laughs> we were having hot dogs, and you know, with the ketchup bottle, you gotta like shake it, otherwise, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I didn't shake it, and I just got a, I just got like an entire lake's worth of ketchup juice onto my hot dog bun, yeah. and I just kind of stood up. I just remember standing up from the table and like screeching <laughs> and just sprinting to my room. Because it was just like a bu- bunch of watery. I was, so, I was so pissed. I was just like, I was probably like fourth grade. And I don't know if it's because it was something I knew. You know, you ever fuck up and you're like, oh, I could have taken two seconds yes. and yes. easily prevented this. I don't know if it was one of those or if it was just a truly like, ah, everything is going on. Ah. Oh my God. I remember the biggest fucking just take two fucking seconds was uh, I was getting dressed for a funeral. But this was, uh, I was listening to, like, a podcast or music or something. I had earbuds in as I was, like, getting my tie ready. But it was still, there was still, like, the little tag on, like, my, the new tie I had. So I took scissors and just clipped the tag off the tie. And the earbuds were dangling in between the scissors. So I just cut my own earbuds off. <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> Why am I stupid? <laughs> and I've done that, uh, I think... I think I've done it twice, actually, because I think another time I was opening up uh, a package to feed Troy, just new dog food, and again, I just cut my earbuds off, and I was like, you'd think I'd learn after four years, but no. We gotta get you on that Bluetooth tip. We gotta get you some wireless earbuds. Yeah. Or just keep me away from scissors like I'm a fucking two-year-old. <laughs> yeah, you, shouldn't be allowed, you shouldn't be allowed to have scissors anymore. Mm-hmm. Speaking of scissors, when was the last time you trimmed your pubes? When was the... Trimmed? while but i've been team shaving them like every other shower yeah oh yeah i i I know a lot of people believe like the whole like ah women are into body hair i personally don't subscribe to that i think it's i think it's a nice way to like lazily get around it but because no one wants to go through a forest when they're getting in the business but it's it's mostly just uh hairs in your i mean hairs in your mouth are fine it's fun. But it's it's the you know, then you have to go. <laughs> yeah, it just it consumes time. Just like there's less like I don't like the layer of like I want more direct contact. Sure. Yeah. What what, what about you? Shave my balls. Yeah. 
fall update. I think I get, <laughs> I think I get in there like once a week. Nice. Um, not very thorough. It just depends. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm always shocked when I meet men who don't do any sort of just quote unquote manscaping. All natural, and it just sucks. Yeah, it's incredible that these men get dates and have sex. Yeah, and they don't even wipe their ass properly either. No, no. Huge cases of swamp ass just get to go free every day. Men are so lucky. Men are men are in trouble. Men are very lucky that they even get anybody to talk to them. Agreed. They shouldn't be talked to. They should all be sentenced to the basement. Should be locked up in a zoo or something. Ugh. Some women have it nice, but definitely on mass, men have it like a fuck ton nicer. But not all women get you know get to go away with it. Like yeah, yeah, my life is so hard. Nah. Do you think being a single mom is the hardest job in the world? <laughs> don't want to talk about you. Don't want to talk about uh, Palestine, but you want me to fucking dunk on single moms, bro? You, 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 want, me, you want me to declare World War Three right now? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I mean, you could dunk on Palestine if you want. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, because. Housing and healthcare isn't guaranteed. That that's bad. God, in the ideal society, if you have a child, you would be able to spend the majority of your week with them. You wouldn't have to worry about working forty plus hours a week. But yeah, we don't give a fuck about our kids in this country, dude. It sucks. No, and, and really, America doesn't care about women in many ways. No, it fucking sucks. Yeah, like fucking uh, the absence of. Planned Parenthood in, in a lot of communities is scary for, for yeah. many. God. Did we talk about uh, Feinstein dying? Did we talk about that already on here? No, I mean that was that was on my notes for last week, but we didn't we didn't oh, go into it? it. I mean, there's not much to go into. It's just you know, it's just interesting to see the. The Jaren Talker see <laughs> like them slowly just all wither away. Yeah. Um I mean I think it's the oldest Congress has been ever, like median age wise. Yeah. And you know, we see that with the president as well. So crazy. What you we... need to run, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I'm not 35 yet. I got it'd be next well yeah, you will I guess be. technically I guess technically if we start fundraising now. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get in there. I don't want that job. Well, yeah, no one wants it. I don't want any job. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. But this is America, and we can't just Mm -hmm. have... the. the, I don't want a job. It's not really uh, an option unless you are really lucky. (laughs) Well, I think this is a lot of things in... this is going to be a very strange segue, but uh, I think people who are really good at a job are the people who don't want to do it. And see, uh, in the fighting game community, I think you see that with commentary. Happy feet! Wombo combo! I think the people who suck at commentary want to be on the mic more and try to have more of a presence. Whereas the people who people actually respond to and can relate to 
want to do the job less because they knew they know the job is like fucking gimmicky and like not like field force because that's why they're good at it because they come off natural but like knowing that like if i'm not doing it people are not gonna have a good time sucks like knowing that yeah yeah i've i've had that thought a lot when it comes to like um because you're kind of facilitating the enjoyment of the audience to some extent i mean a lot of people who play competitive fighting fighting games um can watch something that's just raw footage and get something out of it but typically commentary is there to you know introduce either new ideas to newer players or maybe highlight some aspect of the play that uh even someone that's been going to locals for whatever tournament wouldn't necessarily pick up on right away right or on a non-local level being able because like you could like see player a versus player b oh in the past they faced this many times and it's gone this way and priorly using these characters or you could have you know some fucking talent and whimsy and like it get me to invest on why i care about this particular time them facing each other and like build, building up narratives much in a uh in a wrestling way yeah and i I think that you can only get that. I mean, that, that's where I see like at locals, it's like, Oh, so-and-so I see them out here all the time. And you know, they came in X place last week, but right. more often than not, you only can really do that at like a bigger, on a bigger right. stage where people have that type of cloud or that type of following. What do you think is better for kids, competitive gaming or competitive sports? Sports. hundred percent. I think, uh, a certain element of, uh, one, more times than like unless you know you're getting your kids to play like uh league of legends or dota the team element is really important i think and then also uh the physicalness of like uh being able like i think it's easier to want to take care of your body when you're the thing you're working towards is more is more active and uh i think there with sports as of now there's a much better system to get a good line of volunteers who care about coaching you or teaching you the game properly whereas uh you could be like 12 years old and say like i'm gonna be a competitive street fighter player on my own showing up to fight giving five dollars to somebody to go zero and two every week and just like i'm here for the grind where there's not a whole lot of like uh there's accessibility but like there's so many things you're missing out on that sports had like a 110 year head start on for like getting resources and being around the right people. I think that's, that's, you make a really good point at how long traditional sport has been around. And maybe it's only because it's the era that this, you know, competitive gaming scene is coming into, but it all just feels so exploitive. And like, it's a lot of, you know, uh, it's a lot of like capital trying to find a way to make like a little bit more money off, like, teenagers yeah. <laughs> more, more or less like who is buying i mean i i know grown adults that are buying cloud nine merch uh-huh. but who is buying you know phase clan merch i guess just the kids watching on twitch that know who that is yes yeah, just asking for mom dad's credit card when they're 16 17 and i, I want to be him i see yeah it. also yeah. if you guys didn't think that a lot of episodes are going to have video game segments the fucking logo for the show is a controller dog like what we, <laughs> like that's not on us have you been playing anything new this week or trying to uh, 100% anything or you've just been busy with school? Uh, I'll 
fade back in to Sunshine, but uh, right now it's a lot of just me and Rebecca playing Overcooked. You know, very casual. Well, somewhat casual. She wants to platinum every level, which is, uh, you know, secret fourth star <laughs> for mm-hmm. Overcooked enjoyers. Is that a game that you've already finished all the way through? You've you guys have completed? Yeah, we've we Overcooked one and two that we've uh, we've played. A lot. We we do a bunch of like the like fun, cozy, like Lego Star Wars and so on, and Mario Brothers. We we do a bunch of those together, but I think uh, otherwise on my own. I tried to. I tried Superman sixty four again. Still handles like shit. Is that, is this something that you own a hard copy yes. of? Yes. And you just throw it in occasionally to think maybe this maybe, time. Yeah, every eight years, I'm like, you know, maybe this time I'll get close to beating it. And no, it's made like unless I'm like following along somebody, which I don't tend to do. It's just so hard to know what you're doing because the game does not want to help you. Did you know that game was historically shitty before you played it for the first time? Uh, yes, because I, because I was ten watching a YouTuber named Proton John okay. play it. Got you. See, I was also around nine or ten, but I was just renting it with a buddy oh, from that's the corner store, awesome. and and. We we were young enough to not really know if it was just us because like all games were kind of shitty back then. Yeah. Like you know, obviously you had like first party Nintendo stuff and whatnot, but like, uh, no, this is just know, what gaming is. Lot, yeah, that's just kind of what you know. It's just like you know, Bubsy 3D style, like whatever. Yeah. Like it's a video game. You, mom and dad paid five ninety nine for the whole weekend, so you're gonna play play the shit out of it and hope to get something out of it. Yeah, I haven't gone past uh, level two just because uh, fucking you have to go through like certain fucking paths. But then like it's not obvious where doors are, so you go through every door and ev- all of them seem wrong. <laughs> Did you ever go into a rental store? Did you ever yeah. actually rent tapes off of a store? Yeah, shelf? when I was uh, five to seven years old, we still had GameStop and and uh, Hollywood Video USA was the store I went to in uh, Yuba City. Oh. Oh, Hollywood Video. Yeah, that was my... We were a Hollywood Video family for a bit. There was Check It Out Video, which was my first shop. I think that was near where I grew up. Um, and then Hollywood Video, and then eventually Blockbuster for a little bit before it all went belly up in like 20, 2010, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I remember the, the first game I remember renting was Rampage for the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Just nice being like, just a hard day of school and just be like, yeah, just break all the shit buildings with just a giant ape man. <laughs> Fucking ruled. Uh, I remember renting. Uh, well, you're talking about stuff that would scare you as a kid or have nightmares. The Resident Evil covers. Yeah. Those spooked me. I did not like those at all. Specifically Resident Evil 2, I remember. Or Resident Evil 1. It had like the almost like an Evil Dead uh, type. Uh, Ash looking guy on him or something if I remember right uh, Resident Evil 2 had like the eyeball you know like the half face or yeah. whatever those are, spook- those are spooky covers but I remember renting Fighter Maker yes did you ever play yes. Fighter yes, Maker yes, yes, yes. and it was an early, <laughs> an early introduction into the idea of like you know create your own content or whatever and so of course as a nine year old you're thinking this is it. I'm going to make the best Street Fighter of all time. Finally, Sub-Zero and Ryu are going to face off in a battle to the death, and it's just not Dude, that. Dude, it's so crazy how like meticulously boring that game is, where you can go <laughs> yeah. into the frame data of the thing you're making for each move, 
It's yeah. so fucking like if you were like a turbo nerd, that thing was actually the shit. But oh, yeah. I like you know my my brain didn't know what meant what, so it's I couldn't have fun with it. How did you get even exposed to that game? I feel like that would have been too old. One, for you. Once again, Proton John was just the guy I watched when I was oh, like, because okay. he was like you. the first like YouTube Let's Player, and I was seven years old at the time. So like from seven to thirteen years old, I, he was just my guy, and he showed, and he has like the largest collection of video games I know. Oh, he's got like a basement. Full oh, of like bookshelves. Yeah, absolutely. Like he would probably like five times over cover the space of this like whole little unit you're in with just games and maybe even just nes games it, it's crazy yeah no uh yeah fire maker wow what did your hollywood video become after it closed down i think it was why well, I left town oh, okay. before that before that happened I didn't so did i around. but when i came back i'm like oh it's new yeah, I can't remember. It was by the Taco Bell. Yeah, mine mine became a round table. Mm. I was playing uh what's the name of that trumpet game. You know oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Trumpet champ, trombone yeah, champ. Yeah, it's the trombone game, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I started playing some trombone champ this week. I was over at a uh my partner's house doing that and that game that game's got some style, dude. <laughs> yeah. Have have you seen much uh, of again, it? I've a lot of this is gonna be I've seen people play it. Gotcha. I mean, listen, that's the generation we yeah. live in. I I watch way more video games these these days than I play because yeah. I'm at the end of a workday. I'm tired. I don't have energy to play games, especially ones that require any like amount of focus. So I end up playing a lot of like strategy games where I can like take my time, and it's a you know very slow paced thing. Um, but yeah, Trombone Champ is very fun. Uh, the backgrounds are just so silly. You can collect cards. You can then turn them into turds, which then you can take the turds and make more cards. And then there's like demon summoning and baboons. It's a very eclectic game. I don't remember this. Are there two trombone games? I just remember one no. where just like it's very it's funny different. if you fuck up. Just in ter- uh-huh. yeah, okay, it's that okay, game. okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it's got some layers. I did not to it. know the the tip of the iceberg of trombone champ. Yeah, I don't know much about the baboons. I think the whole joke is that you're not, you know, because it takes some time to get to the baboon content. Yeah. And so I think it's, you know, uh, the number one rule about trombone champ baboons is you do not talk about the trombone champ baboons. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a kid come up to me because I played it for the first time on Tuesday uh, this week. He comes up to me and immediately asked have i played trombone champ and i said as a matter of fact i'm the trombone champ <laughs> himself i said i said yes sir and then he was like lining up or something he runs back up to me again two seconds later he's like he's like i just have one thing to say baboon, baboon. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he ran back and got in line and i was like hell yeah dude oh man um but yeah i was goofing around on that a bit that seems like uh, a lot of fun. Haven't really played anything else. I was, uh, I've been meaning to get back into Final Fantasy VII Remake. I had started it like two weeks ago. Yeah. I'm on like the fourth or fifth chapter, I think. Uh, that game rules. I mean, it's so nostalgic, and the combat is uh, as stylish as you want it to be. I only wish that you could have a harder difficulty level from the jump, because yeah. I feel like 
and this is kind of the problem with all games this, these days. They're designed for you to be able to finish on the normal difficulty, yeah. even if you've never played a video game before. And I think that uh, lessens the experience a lot of the time. You don't you don't get that. Oh, I I got better at this thing and achieved it. You have to wait until the second playthrough. But like, I'm not going to do a second playthrough. Right. I was, you know? was going to say. So are you anti the opinion of like older games where like if you wanted the true ending of this game, play it on the hardest difficulty. Yeah, I mean, I think that's as long as that difficulty is balanced. I think in a lot of cases it's not, and that makes it less fun. Um, One where it was balanced, and I feel like it is the ideal way to play those games is the Last of Us games. Yeah, Uh, Grounded, which is its hardest difficulty, feels like the real thing where you're like you're scrounging the way the animations and everything make you believe in these characters, right? The motion capture. When you're scrambling around opening drawers and there's nothing in them and it's like, oh shit, oh shit, I just need some tape, I just need some tape, and you're trying to put together like a Molotov or something to save your ass, that's incredible. Uh, But if you're playing on the normal difficulty, you're finding so much stuff. By the end of the game, you're packing six different weapons and a full flamethrower and, you know, whatever, and it doesn't feel like you're surviving anymore. Um uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I have the same issue. Uh, it's in all these post-apocalypse games. Mad Max, the Mad Max game that came out like 2015, open-world yeah. game. Um, it has the same issue where like if if you keep getting the health upgrades for Max by the end of the game, like you just don't die, and it's not. I, I guess in that game it fits thematically because it's he's trying to build the legend of the the driver or whatever i mean he's not but that's like the the mad max mythos um but it just doesn't work for me from a gameplay perspective i hate when games do that i would i wish that they would give you the more difficult options difficulty options right off the jump rather than making you complete a playthrough first uh maybe zoning our way back you you've heard of candy crush uh, yes, I'm familiar. All right. What have you ever played Candy Crush and was like, what if that had titties all over it? You ever thought? No, of that? I haven't. No, no. <laughs> does it sound? Does, does that on. sounds good, right? So sure. me and Rebecca and the, what? Wait, what kind of what kind of what kind of candies would you have in the titties? It would just be different sizes. Oh titties? no! So you're playing the game, but then there's uh-huh. a girl on the side that you're dating is she, is she dancing she's not dancing because they're still but her top will eventually fall off if you do it well enough oh okay. yeah it's called and me and me and rebecca play this it's called honey pop you ever hear nice. that yeah you find that on I steam and if not. you're like if you like even a harder it's funny the gameplay is like even like a harder and slightly more thinky uh candy crush but then again on the side also just you get to look at fucking you know college girls or whatever just getting naked the whole time there was a there was a uh a sex game that came out like ps2 xbox era that was just like yeah look at like topless college girls Mm -hmm. weird it's kind of like that stuff now still exists it's just on like the fringes of steam (laughs) when i was much younger it was uh leisure suit yeah 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 he's he was still around a little bit but uh, the idea of a boner game is is very real. Or uh, I think my favorite of those before Honey Pub was uh, BMX XXX. Oh yeah, a PS2 yeah. game. That was a PS1. Oh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was if I if I recall correctly, that was a PS1 game. 
released relatively within the same time frame of Dave Mira's bike game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was something like 2002, 2001. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could never get the, the boner games into the, the Christian household that I grew up in. Somehow those ones, we weren't able to sneak those by. Yeah, I didn't, again, I didn't play Honey Pop until, uh, I guess until I got my own room, because me and Cade had the same room until I was about 12 years old, which... Looking back on that, must have sucked for Cade being like fourteen and he didn't have his own room. <laughs> Jesus, that's tough. I was recently just talking with my my buddy I went off to college with, and he was talking about never getting to crank one out because we had uh, bunk beds in our dorm, and he was the top bunk, I was the bottom bunk, and I was like. I didn't never stop. <laughs> yeah, <room>. I was <laughs> thinking the the whole time. I, yeah, I don't know like what you thought I was doing at eleven o'clock with the the bed shaking, but um, I don't know. At a certain point, you just gotta get it done, I guess. But yeah, I love that this podcast is just us talking about the times we masturbated or wanted to masturbate around. Hey, hey, hey! We just did like twenty minutes on video games. Yeah, we did. We, we did. And. Yes, this was my bad, but I thought maybe, I don't know, maybe the sick part of me thinks people find this more entertaining than just us going off on video games forever. God, I mean, well, with the world being such shit as of late, Mr. Cameron, what are we supposed to do besides talk about video games? Again, the elephant in the room. That's supposedly what we're supposed to talk about. Yeah, can we get can we get a score up? Yeah, the elephant in the room, by the way, fuck the Dodgers, seventh inning, still 4-0. It'd be so nice to just be able to go into basketball season or continue loving football and just not care about baseball anymore as soon as this fucking devil franchise is out of here. It's almost over. We're almost there. Yeah, we got like three innings to go. Mm Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, speaking of basketball, Kings game is next Thursday preseason. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Versus the Utah Jazz. Yeah. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I just like, I don't know, our arena that we have here is just an enjoyable arena to be in. It gets loud as hell. Oh, it's a top three NBA arena for sure. Yeah, but it's just a very cool place to kind of just walk around, to be honest yeah. with you. I really enjoy it. I think the first time I went to Golden One Center was for Tom Petty. Yeah, we saw Tom Petty, Tom Petty like, th- like three weeks before he died. Damn, I forgot Tom Petty's dead. <laughs> it was not. It was not. It was not a significant celebrity death in my life. But I forgot. I forgot he passed. Have they done uh like a monster truck rally yet? Golden one because I know they do those at Arco Arena a lot. They do. They do them. Um, I think this is just when the the Monster Jam is touring. I want to say it's like in the winter time. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if that's because it's an arena show, but like that feels like. Cause I went to. Uh. I went to a Monster Jam for my 12th birthday. So I was in sixth grade. Um, and I remember it being insanely loud and because it was a closed arena. And for whatever reason, my parents didn't think to get like us all ear protection. So thankfully, they had earplugs there. But I remember we were sitting there for maybe about five or ten minutes. And the only kid that had brought earplugs was this kid who rode bikes like he rode like dirt bikes with his family so like he understood how loud it was going to be or that you need to have ear protection yeah. but nobody else did um 
That was a sick birthday, though, dude. They had the the motorcycles, you know, jumping and doing all kinds of like no hand. I remember kids freaking out about the no hander lander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> knack knacks and all kinds of stuff, dude. Um, but yeah, it's cool to see those big those big trucks fly through the air. I wasn't, you know, I, I'm glad that I did it for that birthday, but it didn't result in some bigger like you know truck fetish or anything like that for me i remember uh the birthday i was turning seven and in one week i went to arco arena three times for three different things i saw a king's game a pbr event and a monster truck rally and just it how quick that team can turn the stadium into like either hardwood floors or whatnot like i'm sure yeah. like a lot of stadiums have to do that with hockey yeah. Either the ice or the hardwood. But, uh, and also Ocarina just has been famous for being, like, really fucking loud outside of, like, the artificially crafted Seattle dome for the Seahawks. Yeah. But, yeah, like, Ocarina yeah. was, like, real, like, would cause ear damage on the regular, even without the kind of shitty bells. <laughs> the cow town. Did you, uh, you're talking about Arco Arena, yeah. is that? Somewhere you went a lot as a kid for different yes, stuff. Yes, uh, we just mainly for King's Game, but again, we had the Monster Truck rallies. I went to, a, I think two, I think PBR events, and then that's where like uh, well, that was happening when I was seven, apparently. But like uh, the flying, not flying circus, but you know the Wrigley Brothers Circus or something. We also had that in Arco. A lot of things just before Golden One was made was happened at Arco Arena. If anything happened in Sacramento, that was just the spot. yeah. Because in Yuba, what's gonna fucking happen in Yuba City? Yeah. The 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 gap which stood for like Gosh Aquatic Park, which had one fucking slide <laughs> and then a kiddie pool. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's that's all you had in Yuba City. That that's that's what was up. Yeah, in it was that or a new restaurant opened. That's all that happened in Yuba City. Or you can go to a Gold Sox game in Marysville. And that's all you can do. Man. I don't know. Sacramento sounds like it's got a lot going on. In comparison, on. it did. That's why I moved here. Uh, yeah, I grew up. I grew up in a very small town where there was you had to drive, you know, thirty minutes to an hour to get to anything as far as like entertainment goes. Um, but I don't know. I, I I I do really appreciate where I grew up, just because it it gave me a sense of safety and security, where you kind of just knew. I don't know, small town small towns versus big cities is an interesting thing. I, I do think there's a lot of um, things that can be taught in a small town that you can't really in a big city as far as like caring for your neighbors. Um, just because you can know all your neighbors pretty easily. Yeah, and like uh, the gossip of small town is way more like real of a thing. Like uh, like every, pretty much everyone knew my mom's parents. Like if I go to Raleigh's, they'll be like, Oh, uh, Sherry, you've taught like my kid, or Vince, you are you know LDS community leader for us, and you sold you sold my nephew his first house and whatnot. That happened a lot, surprisingly a lot for Yuba City. Because everyone knew everybody. Oh, I wanted to read. Oh yes. Some feedback that we had gotten. As you look that, uh, I just. Uh, Right now, because I have traveled a lot, like I had like 
11 places that were like my primary home before I turned 13. But I think uh, whether that be in Sacramento, uh, Woodland, Gridley, Yuba City, I definitely want to be like, as of now, buried in Yuba City. It just feels, I don't know, right. Just, just this white nobody who didn't amount to anything should be buried in Yuba City. What you got for me over there on the reviews? Let's see here. Or general feedback. Well, there's just so much. Everyone just loves us. Yeah, I'm so sure. Much. You know, and for the tens and tens of CP enjoyers. <laughs> you think we're in the double digits? I'm exaggerating. Is, is what do you think that voice was? <laughs> do, do you think we, do you think we've hit double digits listens on any on any pod we've posted so far? First one has seven or no? I have no idea. I imagine. I think just uh, showing it off. I think I'd say seven people have listened to it for at least four minutes. <laughs> I would, that that sounds pretty good. Uh, this one here says it's really good. I like both of you. I like how you play off each other. And how you gaslight. quote gaslight him? I think that is a porno we made. <laughs> Don't remember that one on Spotify. Um, this is another quote. I can't believe I'm entertained listening to stories about two dudes shaving their balls. I can't believe it either. <laughs> and we thought, you know, I can't believe more that we thought that was good content, and then yeah. to repeat. And have a check-in every episode, pretty you're like, much. You know you're like, you know what? We should do this every week. That's really... If, the, if this is where we're starting Yeah, just at. like, oh, have you played any video games? Uh, no? How's your balls? That's the show. <laughs> uh, quote, that's the most kindergarten shape there is. Quote, unquote, iconic. Thank you. Fuck Cheez-Its. <laughs> Still. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what are you doing this next week? Me? Yeah, what you got going on? Uh, I got school, got midterm for one of the school things. And then uh, this weekend is Rebecca's birthday. So we're going to probably do uh, an escape room with her family. And then Saturday, go to uh, Grass Valley and have like a lunch at her uncle's fancy house. Dude, love going out to the fancy yeah, house. Yeah, that Grass Valley and Lafayette are good places to have fancy homes at. That and Los Gatos. What are you doing this weekend? Or week in general? Friday, we got a little uh, birthday party celebration. There's a little dance party at a bar I like to go to. Might step out to that. Um but mostly just recovering, man. Like this shift in weather always, anytime there's like a severe change in the weather, I feel like I got to be all hands on deck as regarding like my mood. It's my mood and yeah. stuff. Um, I personally, as long as it's getting colder, eventually it was not like fucking two weeks ago. It was like pretty much like 81 degrees, which like for NorCal is nice after coming off a 99 degree summer every day. But then last week, as that affected you, it was fucking hot again for no fucking reason. And that took me out of it. And I was just both just exhausted and depressed from just driving around all weekend. So thank goodness uh, all my peoples were slaughtered by Christopher Columbus uh, last Monday. 
so I can have that day to recover and play sunshine. Uh, but yeah, but normally if it's getting colder, that's that's great for me. Just be in a cave and stew with windows open. For the pod, for the pod drop, I'll tune in today. Shit slows down at work a little bit, so hopefully I'll have time to just kind of crank one out and do whatever I want. My plan is to avoid doing anything at work all day today. So, yeah, I'll be trying to fit that in for sure. That's a pod review? That's a pod review. Okay. Good to know. Let's see if I can get one more here. Yeah, if uh, you're listening to this one, leave a review about your week. What what's a what's the life of a daily CP listener? <laughs> oh man! Want to know what either normies or freaks are tuning in? I couldn't find any more reviews. Nobody likes us. The, uh, Relax. It's been a couple. <laughs> give it some time to breathe. I, I told you it was a downer. It was a downer pod today. Man. I know. It feels like every no fucking shit. Dodgers can't score two points. <laughs> Sorry, go on. You're a downer. Two, two points. Um, two runs. I uh, I just had such an amazing week last week. You know, we had the the culmination of the week it was a big celebration at school yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know what, what, what do we got on the docket. What 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 are we cooking up in the C in the CP kitchen? Well. We have guests coming up. That's right. Next week will be our first are guest. Are we having a guest next week? Yes, no, we're not. Hell yeah. Are we having, who are we having next it week? It will be Angel, I'm pretty sure. Oh, is she Yeah, on, on the way out today from work, she's like, I'll be free next Wednesday. I'm just like, hell. Oh, she, she, like, she was like, yo, put a fucking mm-hmm. pin on it. Well, you heard, heard it here, fo- her, here first. Far, far, well, you heard it here first, yeah. folks. We'll finally get a woman's point of view on Chaotic Pussy. <laughs> We'll be able to find some subjects. We're gonna have to do some prep work, dude. If we're gonna well, have somebody guess, else on here, are we really gonna subject someone else to an hour of our? The bullshit? plan is beyond uh-huh. simple. Um, yeah. Just if this conversation <laughs> dies, I'll just say a SpongeBob reference to her. She'll complete it, uh-huh. and you'll be like, "Fuck you both." Oh, okay. I think, gotcha. and I think, uh, I think she like she'll probably come in with stuff too if she wants to be on it. For sure. I, I, can't I, I can't imagine. I mean, some some people have had to listen to this four times, um, but <laughs> I can't imagine just in person with that enjoyable yet. Just me and you one on one for over an hour. Yeah. Well, that would be, well, be fun. And I know there's someone that has a bunch of brothers. Yeah. So, or at least one brother. Yeah. So in the future, immediate future, guess. In the far future, will be Patreon with maybe some gaming content in the future. Yeah, yeah I cool. like that. I don't know if, yeah, that would be fun. We'll see if we'll see if anybody uh, likes to see us suck at video games too, as as much as we suck at podcasting. Yeah, you know, there's a good crowd for that. People love seeing people <laughs> fail, and if that's what you're into, Feel, feeling morally superior. That's the that's been the creed of this country for the last you know hundred years. We'll keep Listen, it going. if the only engagement I get is backseat gaming, I I guess that's better than me losing my mind. <laughs> See y'all next week.